and radio check, please. I'm moving up and down, side to side, like a roller coaster. Esteban, I don't want you fighting with Fernando. Is that understood? All the time you have to leave a space. Just leave me alone, I know what to do. Radio check. Loud and clear. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Radio Check Podcast. I'm Christina. I'm Ravni. And today's episode will be on the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Before <laughs> we talked about the actual Grand Prix, I just want to say one thing. What the hell was the anthem? Like, what were they doing? It sounded like everyone was out of tune. It sounded like they took a bit, a bunch of, like, elementary school kids, like, the band from elementary school, and were like, play. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, well, at least it was different, a different um, ending anthem on the podium for... Perez this weekend, which neither of us expected. It's the remix. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, let's get into the main podcast. So we'll start off with Ferrari, the one and only. (sighs) Well, what is there to say? Um, so Charles. Charles had a penalty, 10 place grid penalty for having a new control electronics component um so he started in oh where did he start again 12 he didn't make it anywhere near as close to the top of the grid as I thought he was going to I really thought he was going to get onto the podium I I thought he was gonna get to p5 not higher than that and he would have if it hadn't been for the safety car Hamilton getting in between because he had already Put it in and Hamilton just put it in the safety car. It's whatever. Yep. All in all, Charles did not get where we wanted him to get, which was on the podium. But there's still 21 races to go. There's still time. But on the other hand, Carlos. Carlos is still quite slow. And I was really actually surprised by this because he shouldn't have had really any problems. He had all the opportunities to kind of make his way up the grid but he still didn't manage to and still ended up finishing behind Charles, which is, I guess... No, 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 no. He it, was in front of Charles. He finished in front? Oh, yeah. Did he finish finish P5? P6. Wait, P, P6. Charles was P7. Okay, yeah. I'm getting the grid all mixed up, but... It was, <laughs> right. So it was the two Red Bulls. Yeah. El Padre, Padreando, El Nano. Alonso, <laughs> um, the two Mercedes, the two Ferraris. Yeah, okay, right. But Carlos had no reason to not be at the top of the podium, like at, not even on the top of the podium, but in the podium places, in my opinion, if their car is performing as well as they expected it to be, which it doesn't look like it is at the moment. But I don't know, because the Mercedes are actually doing great, which... I don't know. I'm in. I'm. I'm great, really happy for the Mercedes, but the Ferrari. Like, what is happening here? Come on, Carlos. What surprises me about Carlos's pace is not race pace, but quality pace. Because Charles is hella fast in quality, and Carlos isn't. Then yesterday, at the end of the race, after the pit stops, when they were both on hards, both cars were running at the same. Like they were doing same times. 
both uh, Charles and Carlos. So that wasn't surprising me regarding Carlos. Uh, what surprised me is quality pace. But that car is fast on softs. It is really fast on softs. And on mediums, it's okay. But then as soon as they put the hearts on, it's like a different car. I don't understand it. I really don't don't get it. Like, I don't get what's wrong with it. And they were struggling with it last year as well. And they're struggling with it again. Like, wh- why is the car an, a completely different car on hard tires? And also, why are you putting hard tires on when you know that your car doesn't work on hards? Put mediums. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Carlos also had a set of softs. So he started with mediums and he had a set of softs. They could have made the medium stint longer, pitted him, pitted him after, put softs on, and they wouldn't. it would have been a better tire strategy, in my opinion. But yeah, they were very unlucky with the safety car. Charles is in his reputation era, but all they can do in his reputation era is yell at his engineer. <laughs> so, great. I'm in Ferrari depression. It's so sad. And it's so sad that he's still having to yell at his engineers, like, come on, this should not be happening. Get it together, Ferrari. Moving on to Mercedes. Um, They're still slow. Slower than what we expect, but I guess everyone's going to be slower than the Red Bulls at this point. But they are improving. They ended up in front of both Ferraris this weekend. Probably helped a little bit by the safety car, helped a bit by just the situations of this race in particular but it's still great to see it's great to see them getting there getting better um Toto did mention that they're planning on changing their well they're hoping to have a completely new car essentially in about six races time at some by point Imola. by Imola I don't have the race coming on me at some point they will have a very very updated car and Christina is pulling up the receipts <laughs> Because I need to know when. As always, why am I always the one pulling out the receipts? (laughs) I just can't be bothered. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sure it's out there at some point and I'll figure it out. But Imola (laughs) is in four races. So Australia, Azerbaijan, United States and then Imola. That is sooner than I expected. Four races. That is exciting then. We've not got long to wait for the brand new Mercedes car. So they say that should be exciting. And hopefully they'll be competing a bit more with the Aston Martins as well, by the way, which are doing great. And then other news in the Mercedes universe, Lewis and Angela, the major breakup, the breakup of the century. I can't believe it. I cannot. The breakup of the century is Yuki and Pierre. Then Angela and Lewis is a second. Full second, <laughs> but still second. I this one was more of a shock to me because we all saw it coming for Pierre moving up to a different team. Great for him. But Angela's been by Lewis's side for like seven seven years through the best of times and through the worst of times. And I'm kind of interested to see. I mean, I'm sure he'll handle it great. He has a really strong and optimistic men- mentality and he's very strong in that sense. But surely it's got to affect him and I'd really love to look at the psychology of this situation I wish I studied psychology or something just to be able to read more into this situation and into his mind and what he's thinking and how that will affect his performance if it does 
But also, who's taking Angela's place? I really want to know that as well. I'm not too sure. Who can... Who knows? Um, yeah. Who knows? But no one can replace her. No one can. Yeah. Yes. Um, so very, sad. very sad about the breakup, but also very, very excited to see wh- where she goes next because she's a powerhouse. So very excited to see what Angela does. But I am sorry to say this, but I feel like the Lewis retirement is dangerously close. Angela leaving, um, the car hasn't been good in two years. This is the second year, the car is not good. He said that they're not, li- they weren't listening to him where he, when he said like what the car needed to change. Um, then yesterday he made a comment about like, they asked him about Russell being third and he was like, well, that doesn't affect me. It's good for the, for the team, but I don't care. And then also the fact that they didn't really give them orders yesterday to swap with George. They didn't exactly, like, they didn't make it clear to George that his position is to be second driver, like Valtteri. I don't know. It just all seems very sus to me. It is an interesting one. Yeah. And the fact that they aren't treating George as so much of a second driver, that's also quite interesting to see. And we'll discuss that more at some point, I'm sure. On other cars, they still have a Mercedes engine, but definitely not the same Mercedes design. The Aston Martin is still so fast and Alonso is still a beast. Of course. Also, yesterday was Father's Day in Spain and Spanish people call Alonso El Padre. So... (laughs) celebrating um sorry he's got his 100 podium although but we'll get into that later and then Lance Lance is also doing really well he had issues with the brakes since the formation lap I saw smoke coming out of his right front uh tire since the formation lap um but he still managed to do a great overtake on Carlos. Um, they got a fast car. They got a really fast car. And I feel like La 33, the 33rd win of Alonso is fastly approaching. Exciting times. <laughs> the beast is unleashed. <laughs> Very exciting to see. But that podium didn't come easily yesterday. There was a bunch of confusion as to what was going on so yeah there was a whole drama surrounding Alonso getting a penalty for not serving his five second penalty correctly in the race which I mean we've seen that before and it seems like the FIA are really being quite strict with the penalties being served and giving out penalties this season already but it's a joke because that happened during the safety car and the safety car was like lap 24 and there's 50 laps in the race and how do you finish the race do the interviews do the podium and then say sorry um penalty 10 seconds final penalty for alonso he hasn't got the podium it's ridiculous you can't do a podium before every penalty is resolved it's absolutely ridiculous and I think 
it's probably one of the only sports where they do that because in a lot of sports if there's something that happened that they're looking at before the podium already they will delay the podium until that is resolved because it's it's ridiculous it doesn't make any sense and then on top of that like they do the podium they take the trophy away, they give it to George, George take a photo, Mercedes posts it, and then the FRA is like, no, sorry, it's going back to Alonso because, and I have the receipts, of course I have the receipts. Um, Aston Martin showed the FIA how it's done, like how to actually do your job, because they found seven different instances with footage of times that the thing same thing has happened and it wasn't the penalty was not given so the FIA had to you know take back the penalty but it's it's ridiculous it's a joke and I'm intrigued so is that them proving that the five second penalty that he got originally was wrong or was that the no it was the 10 so what happened was there was a lot of confusion around it. Before, they thought it was because the safety safety car was out. Because also, Article 75A and 75B contradict themselves. So, let's talk about the FIA. But um, before, they thought it was about the safety car. And then the FIA was like, no, it's not about the safety car. It's about the, you know, what's it called? Uh, the jack that they like used to like lift the car when they do the pit stop um touch the car before the penalty was served um and so they penalized them for for that but then Aston Martin um <clears throat> showed minutes of the ladies uh, CAC SAC SAC meeting um and video evidence of seven different instances where cars were touched by the jack while serving similar penalty to the one imposed on car 14 without being penalized. The clear submission by the team was that the alleged representation of an agreement between the FIA and the team that touching the car in any way, including a jack, would constitute working on the car for the purpose of Article 54.4c of the sporting regulations was incorrect and therefore the basis of the steward's decisions was wrong. But also, can we appreciate how Aston Martin went and found seven instances with footage? <laughs> they fully did their research, backed it up with evidence, and went back to the FIA with a point to prove. And I'm so glad that they did, because, I mean, it means all justice was served. But again, yeah, it was, it was just so much confusion. We could talk forever about the FIA and what a joke that is. Um, but let's move on to Red Bull. So <laughs> there's always some juicy drama with going on at Red Bull if you dig deep enough. So Checo got first. Great for Checo. Great to hear a new um, anthem on the podium. Max went from 15th to second, which is, to be honest, we, yeah, it's crazy. But Honestly, with their car, which is a literal rocket ship this year, I don't think any of us expected anything else. I'm sure we expected him to reach the podium, if not even win. That wouldn't have been surprising. The only other person who's done it from 15th has been Alonso, which is 
quite nice that Alonso was also on the podium at the same yeah. weekend. Also, Alonso yeah. before the race was like, Max will be in second place by lap 25. And sure, like, sure enough, Max overtook Alonso in lap 25 and took second place. <laughs> Call Alonso a psychic. He <laughs> Nostradamus of F1. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but as always, Red Bull didn't go without drama this weekend. There was no switcheroo, no swap at the end. Honestly, Max could have won. <laughs> we expected him to kind of win. He could have easily won. Um, I think he was ordered to um, kind of not go to the full potential in terms of getting the fastest lap, which... He did end up doing, and that caused a bit of issue in the cooldown room, which is quite funny to see. Right. So um, I don't think Max could have won because even though he was doing fastest lap, he was still four seconds behind Checo. Like he needed more laps to overtake Checo. Um, And Checo wasn't going to slow down four seconds to let Max overtake him. If he did, I would lose all of my trust in humanity then the thing was that the engineers told max and checo to keep the pace at 33 and checo was like is max doing that and they were like no max is a 32.6 and so checo was like then why do i have to do that if max isn't doing that and they're like, well, but we asked Max, but he's not listening. Like, are you seriously, like, what the hell? Red Bull is really bad at handling the drama between the drivers, I feel like. But there's also a lot of drama between the drivers. And then in the cool down room, Checo said to Max, were you not told to keep the pace or something like that? And Max was like, yeah, I was told to stay at 33, but I didn't. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's the drama serving i'm still mad that the ds didn't put it in the season yeah they missed out a lot last year but it's the tea it's the shade and i love the fact that it's not going anywhere by the looks of it this season so no but yeah max is just not a team player he's just not and he's a nice guy as soon as he gets off the car but as soon as he's on the car, he's just insufferable. It's not just he wants to win. Like, he looks so mad that he got second. Like, he was genuinely upset. Like, that's a child. And then his dad was upset that he oh, got second. Like, the, they showed footage of his dad. I'm telling yeah. you, he was there thinking which gas station he could leave Max at. I'm telling you. <laughs> he, yeah, if you saw that footage of Red Bulls. Everybody's celebrating around him. And he's just there. Looking out. angry. Looking yeah. angry. That's yeah. just not good sportmanship. And I can't even fully blame Max for how he acts. Because his dad raised him like that. Like, what's the example that he got? And then Max does act like a child as soon as he gets off the car but then when he's has he's had like 15 minutes he's back to being a nice guy but on the podium he was just very very upset did you notice uh, no you haven't seen you didn't watch the podium because you were at work 
but he just walked off. Everyone celebrated, and he just like walked off on the podium. And I'm like, bro, what's happening? Yeah, that's a bit ridiculous, especially when he got second, which is still great from 15th. And it's only the second race of the season. Like, he's got time. And I know every race counts, and that's a whole different story. But it's just interesting to see. And I guess, yeah, because of his dad, you can't really blame him for the way he acts. Because I guess he wasn't just, he just wasn't raised in how to act in those situations. But he's still um, first in the championship. I think Perez is, actually. No. I think he is. Is he? I think so, by one point. I don't know, actually. Wait. How is it that's... possible? I remember Max is by one point. That's the that's Yeah. Max is at the yeah, top. Because, yeah, because Max won in Bahrain. So that yeah. is however many points it is. Oh, and then so Checo won and got second. But then Max Checo got, got Max goes fast lap. So that one point puts him for first. Because yeah. if he hadn't pushed then Checo would have got fastest lap, and then Checo would be first. Oh, uh, there we so. go. But to be honest, honestly, I think I am a firm believer that Red Bull handles it very wrong because I understand their steam orders and all of those things, but when both of your drivers are going that fast and both have the opportunity to do fastest lap, you just tell them, like, do whatever you want, you know? Like, you don't tell them, like, you stay under 33 because they're going to know it's because you want your teammate to do fastest lap. So it's ridiculous. I think they handle it very, very badly. But bonus point, so funny, Max in the cool-down room just walked in, um, put his helmet on Alonso's seat, then put his his bottle on the first place stand and then went and sat on first place seat. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, Matt? <gasps> no way. He went and sat on first place. Yeah. I can't. Oh, my gosh. He really doesn't care. <laughs> I was oh like, is God. it just a habit or what are you doing max <laughs> did you forget where we are did you forget your place i don't think he did he definitely did not forget he was just doing it to prove a point and just because he just doesn't really he was care. just there i can do this because i'm still the first in the championship thank you <laughs> i think that's where my confusion came in because crofty and um, our commentators were saying, I think it must have been right before Max got fastest lap, that Perez had the fastest lap and it was going to be the first time that he was going to be first in the championship ever. Yeah, But that but didn't Max happen. <laughs> no, because Max got it. Um, another funny thing that happened at the podium, what was the Red Bull people doing on that like balcony on top of the podium, like looking down at the peasants? <laughs> I saw I saw a photo of that and I was so confused. I was like, <laughs> wow, Red Bull are a whole different species. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Oh my god. It was funny though. They bring the drama, they bring the entertainment. I guess that's yeah. That's and then Netflix movie. doesn't use it. Yeah. <laughs> they're really for, they're kind of at this point performing for net they're giving them the so content much. on a plate. 
so much <laughs> handing it to them on a plate and we're and Netflix are just like now we'll we'll just ignore that completely but I do think Netflix has gone a completely different way recently especially with season five in terms of how much they use the drama because yeah, of season four they, the backlash they got the fake drama but no but then the Which thing with season four they made up the drama with season five they toned out the drama that was already there exactly (laughs) it's they're still working on the things and like making it look like they wanted to look and it's still the same complaint that I had with season four that I have with season five they're just like picking and choosing what they're putting in and before they were creating drama and now they're just toning it down because it's too much drama which in my opinion there's no such thing as too much drama as long as I'm not involved if I'm involved then yes but if I'm not involved I'm just looking at it from the outside with popcorn then it's not a thing it's tv in tv there's no not too much drama no such thing well I think that brings us to the end of this episode um Jeddah came around very quickly went very quickly next race weekend will be Australia and that would be, is it not this weekend? Second. Mm-hmm. The second of April is the race. In approximately two weeks' time. Um, that will wow. be an interesting So an excited to wake up at 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the land of Daniel Ricciardo, but Daniel Ricciardo won't be joining us. Well, Oscar sadly. Piastri. Yeah, we, we do have. Piastri left, so. Oh, Ashley did quite well this weekend. Sorry? Oscar Piastri did quite well this weekend. He was fighting for, I think, last place at most but He was quite fast in, in quality. Like, com- considering the type of cars they have, I think he did quite well. <laughs> I feel bad for him, but, <laughs> but yeah, sure. At least he didn't blow up air in the car this time. Um, yeah, that's something... <laughs> Good for McLaren for not having to do that one. But we'll see how they do in Australia with one of their drivers being Australian. Very excited to see what happens. But for now, thank you for listening. (laughs) And we will talk to you again in a week. Yes, same time, same place. (laughs) And follow us on all social medias. Bye. Bye.